Hello, everybody, and welcome. We got Nate Soror here. He works with both Blank Slate Media and Numa Media. He's going to be on this podcast today telling us about how he helps both those companies scale, uh, the tricks of the trade that he's learned as a veteran salesperson. Uh, Nate, how are you doing? Lucas, doing well, brother. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. For sure. And I'll just uh, go ahead for all of our YouTube listeners uh, and just, you know, while I'm sharing the screen, you can you can mention the domain name for the podcast listeners. Um, NumaLLC.co uh, is one of the businesses here. You can go check them out. BlankSlateMedia.com is another one. You can go check them out too. They do uh, video editing for uh, businesses and then Numa Media does website design uh, for businesses, both excellent brands. So Nate, what, what got you um, in touch with these people? How'd you get started working with uh, both of them? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great question, man. And I, and I like to say, you know, the, the, the cliche saying of your network is your net worth, but it's honestly true. Um, so we both know Jordan, right? He's we've been working with him for a while. He's the one who introduced me to David. Had I not known Jordan, who actually met through Sam, who's the founder of Blank Slate, I never would have been connected. So for me, it's all it all kind of correlates back to putting yourself out there. You know, who do you know? Getting active on either like social media and really just trying to get your way into the circles of people yeah. who you want to be around. Um, yeah, so yeah. So you do a lot of networking. Um, would you say that's where most of your business comes from that you find at close, or do you typically have other channels that work well for you? Yeah, I'd say networking is more of like, it's a good example here. Um, it's kind of like SEO, right? It's, it's more of a longer term play. You don't really see results on it tomorrow, but again, you never know who that person can introduce you to. Maybe you know somebody you meet in an event isn't gonna be in a client but they know somebody who could be a great fit and they make an intro and boom. Um, yeah. So I feel that networking is definitely more of a longer term play. Um, most of our clients, and, and I've really built my whole career, even before working at these two companies, um, off of outbound. That's kind mm -hmm. of what I've, I've really hanged my hat on in terms of like the sales world. Um, so I've really done most of my, my client efforts and, and helping scale the businesses that I work for through solid outbound strategy. Yeah. Do you mind walking us through really quick, like what your outbound process is like for a digital marketing agency? I'm just curious. Yeah, so for Numa's is interesting because um, obviously in a competitive, any anybody who's in a competitive market like websites and, and digital marketing, quote unquote, um, you've got to be able to differentiate yourself somehow. And these people get hit up about websites on a daily basis. Some of them get hit up on uh, multiple times a day about websites from all these different people. So how can you stand out is kind of the question. Rather than going in, you know, even talking about, hey, you know, we want to do X, Y, and Z for you or, or this, that, and the other thing talking about us, we want, I take an approach of, hey, you know, I'm looking at your website. I see some opportunity here. We've been working with a ton of companies like yours and seeing, you know, some similar results. Would it be valuable to you if I put a short video together just kind of walking through the opportunities that I see? And the reason people like that is because it, it a couple of reasons. It, it shows commitment on our end of like, hey, we're genuinely just trying to, to provide value and kind of like give you like lift the curtain back from some things you may not be seeing. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, people people like that. People like knowing that, you know, you're invested in, in them and just the success of their business. And I'm not even asking for their time. I'm not asking to get on a call. I'm not asking any of that. It's, hey, I want to basically, you know, show you what you may not know. Yeah. Um, and if you get that permission from people, 
again, it kind of opens the door to start conversation. And, and especially if you can actually point out real issues in their business, like, hey, this might be causing you to lose revenue. Yeah. That's going to really resonate with people. And that will get you on a phone call much faster than just trying to get somebody on a phone call. How many videos do you typically make, do you think, to get one person on the phone? One. Wow. If it's, uh, <laughs> Pretty if good. It, if it's, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, so this is like, I'll break down my strategy a little bit. So let's just say for Twiz, right, your agency, I go on your website, I see some opportunity there, I shoot you a message, um, you know, email, I call, I call you, I'm like, hey, Lucas, I'm on your website right now, want to give you some free insight into, you know, how you may be missing out on revenue for a couple things, you know, if I put a video together, would that be helpful? You say yes, I then record a five to 10 minute video, just depending on how much detail I want to go into. Yeah. And if I do my job right, I'm pointing out real issues in your business or ways that, you know, your competitors might be beating you in a certain area, things that are relevant. And then if I've done my job correctly, that is going to be enough to at least get some insight of like, Hey, you know, thanks for the video, but website's not a priority right now. Or, you know, we're actually looking at this next quarter instead mm -hmm. of right now, you can kind of get down to the root issue of like, if this is a priority for them or not very quickly by providing that value. So if I do my job, right, it really is done in, in, in one video and that can kind of get you to, Hey, is this something they active? Like, is this a priority for them or not? It's kind of the, mm -hmm. the end goal. Have you actively tested the time length of your videos? Yeah, it's a great question. I say, I try to shoot for that like five to seven minute mark. Um, Cause when you get, we talk about, I'm in market, like we're on marketing. We talk about attention span. Even if you're talking about, you know, their business, if I send them a 15 minute video, they're probably not going to watch it. They may watch the first couple minutes, but like they just don't want to do that. I haven't like, I'm some random guy coming up to them, but I, I structure my videos in a very specific way, kind of walking through like the same template each time. And it really hits on that like five to seven minute window mark, which I've found is enough to get people to watch the whole thing. Uh, but at the same time, right? Like I can still fit enough information in there for it to be worth their time. Interesting. Um, so walk us through scale really quick. Um, I know both these companies have scaled pretty quickly. Um, just for some context for the listeners, uh, would you say that both companies are either at or on track this year to do over half a million in revenue? Yeah, Numa, we've already we've already crossed that threshold and blank slate. Uh, we are well on our way. Um, so that's the goal by end of year for sure. Perfect. What, walk me through the the time it's taken to get there. What has the growth rate been like? Is it is it been pretty quick, or has it taken a couple of years, or what do you say? Yeah, so Blank Slate was interesting because we actually, the company itself before COVID had a completely different business model than the remote video editing service mm. we provide now. Um, so all that aside, once COVID happened, we kind of had to pivot and figure out, hey, we did in-person shooting and stuff like that, which events went away. So we're like, hey, how can we still have a functioning business here? That's where we turn to, again, kind of that like remote video editing model. Everybody's starting a podcast. People are trying to put themselves out there because they're, you know, in their house recording videos. Um, so I'd say that has been a fairly, a little bit of a slower ramp up in the sense of like, cause we kind of pivoted the entire company in a different direction. Um, and obviously that was like, what, 16, 17 months ago-ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, but NUMA has been very, very fast growth. Um, and, that, and that's just due to, again, trying to be different than every other agency out there. And, and what I like to say, and I tell my clients this, like, we want to come in and be business consultants for you. Like we, we think of ourselves as business consultants, 
but we just happen to do that through websites and SEO. That's kind of our vehicle to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, people want people who can help them. And our mm -hmm. goal is to, you know, obviously my job is to scale Numa, but Numa's job is to scale our client's business. So it kind of goes hand in hand in that regard. Do you think that uh, your ability to be consultants for the clients that are at Numa Media will be a problem for scale as you start to scale out the founders of the business into more like uh, overseeing the company and less interacting with the companies? Or do you already have a layer of account management at Numa Media that uh, is capable of uh, being as effective as the founders? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think anybody who, between David and myself, are really the only two people who handle, David's our founder for reference, um, mm -hmm. we're the only ones who really touch the sales side of things. Um, that's because, quite frankly, we know what we're doing, we know the system, it's repeatable, we know it works. And if we, you know, as we continue to grow, we're in this kind of phase right now where we're thinking, hey, you know, do we bring on some new team members to keep growing? Do we bring in a third party? Um, and the reason that we're kind of spinning our wheels in that regard a little bit is we want to make sure that anybody who we bring into the picture can do our process the exact same way we do because we know it works. Um, yeah. So as, you know, we start to kind of delegate certain roles, I want to make sure, especially for me and the people that I talk to, that I can give as personalized an experience as possible um, and not lose out on like a certain touch on things simply because I'm not as involved maybe with smaller clients or David, the founders, he starts to work his way out. Um, like I kind of took over his role and if I start to, you know, move, remove myself a little bit or we bring on some new people, I want to make sure that like that same thing can happen. Like I have to, for me to be here, I had to fully understand the goals and what he was trying to do on the growth side of things and anybody else who we bring on, I need to make sure that they understand like my process as well, if that makes sense. Definitely. And which, can you walk us through like, so with the growth on Numa Media, um, what were the things that caused the most growth uh, and, and why, would mm. you say? That's a good question. I think it's a combination of volume and partners. And again, mm -hmm. it kind of goes back to how we started this podcast, like networking, the people you know, the people in your circle. Um, we've we actually have been running a lot of sales numbers recently to figure out like where a majority of our leads and, and ultimately clients have been coming from. Um, and partners have been a really big thing for us. So Dude, that is the like, exact same freaking uh, like conclusion I reached when, when we hit the same numbers you guys were at. Um, that was the same thing. I had like this giant chart and I came up, I spent like 24 hours, like making this massive chart. And I, I realized that 33, 40% of all the business I had generated was because someone referred it or was white labeling it. And that was like such a huge chunk of the entire business. So it's a realization. I think anyone who hits like a seven figure agency hits and in our mastermind that we have, um, I've noticed that it's pretty consistently the case where a lot of business comes from referrals. Um, so when you look at uh, where you find referrals, how do you find referrals? Like where do they come from? Are they like your partners? Who are they? Where did you find them? Uh, is there a way to scale that? Like, do you think there's more people like that that can do the same thing for you? And I'd also like to add to that, how exactly do you go about the process of asking for referrals? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that's those are great questions. We were doing initially when our initial like we started our partner program, we were doing a lot of again outreach, cold outreach to other agencies. Like, hey, this is what we do. You know, would it make sense to kind of help support each other? Like, if you do, you know, PPC ads, we do SEO. Like, there's some similarities there. That kind of worked. But what I've what we've realized recently, what I would challenge any business owner listening to this podcast to do is make your clients your partners. Mm. Like if you do a good enough job and you deliver on results for your clients, they will be more. And if you even incentivize them, like we give our, all of our partners, like a solid referral bonus for, for yeah. sending us bills. So if not only you provide them value, you grow their business with your website or whatever your service is, they're happy and they like you. And, and if also you're going to incentivize them financially to send new business your way, they will send new business your way because you've already made them money. Yes, they had to pay you for the service, but if your service did its job, they've gotten an ROI already. And yeah. now, you know, again, their network, they have business owner friends who probably were, are in or were in a similar spot to where they were when they started working with us. So we've really leveraged our clients and their networks, especially yeah. because we do a lot in like tech and real estate and like SaaS, like, those communities are very connected. So if you do a good job for one real estate agent or, or real estate broker, broker, there's a lot more people like that, that they know that they will be glad to send your way. Yeah, I think the thing that we came to was essentially when we have our like bi-weekly leadership meetings within the company. And I remember two months ago, we all had the same conclusion, which is we need more partners, 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 give us more agencies as partners. And then what I realize now, I think, is we have a lot of agencies as partners, but what I think is actually even the next critical number to look at is number of referrals given. Like, how many referrals do you give your clients, right? And it, what, what I've noticed is, and this is, I think, why large companies, while they might have, like, large agencies, they do full service, but they'll usually do full service in, like, a niche is because if you already know all the people in that niche, you can start off every client with like 20 referrals right from the bat. And that's instant value on the services right there, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, 100%. And something we do at Numa as well, um, again, going back to like business consultant approach, right? If we sign a new client, we're going to do their website. Let's just say they're a real estate agent, right? And they're trying to enter a new market. Yeah. We will connect. One of the things we'll do before we even start the work or they pay us really anything, we will try to find a strategic intro to make for them. So again, yeah. they're a real estate agent, they're in a new market, maybe they just moved, maybe they're trying to get into like, you know, the Dallas real estate market. We'll connect them with like developers or maybe we know like certain groups that they could be a part of or something that they should join in that regard. Um, so we yeah. always try and make a strategic intro for our clients before we even start working with them. Again, it's another yeah. way to provide value and really with the end goal in mind of helping their business as a whole. And I don't think yeah. enough agencies do that. 100%. So you have a website company with Numa Media. It's essentially a website company, but your value is, is the founders at this point. Um, and walk me through how you scale that. I don't know, we don't even know what your exact revenue is right now, but how do you get to 10 million? Hmm. It's a great question. I think it's a combination of, from a, from a sales side, right? It's a combination of continuing to do what works and also being patient a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so similar, similar to this podcast, something we've started doing internally with our entire team is putting a heavy focus on content. Because mm -hmm. um, the more eyeballs you can get on 
again, your brand, your personal pages, the company page. Again, maybe it's not a direct ROI in the sense of, hey, you know, a listener to our podcast or somebody who follows us on Instagram or LinkedIn, maybe they're not going to be a client today, but yeah. when they need a website or they think of somebody or their family member, their cousin who owns a business, you know, at Christmas says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I need a new website for my business. Who are they, who are they going to think of? Yeah. Do you want them to go to Google and search website company near me? Or do you want to have stayed so top of mind through just, again, providing free value? Yeah. So whenever somebody thinks websites, mm -hmm. Numa or like Nate comes to mm -hmm. mind. I've had people who reach out to me a lot recently over LinkedIn, especially because of my content. I post daily content on there. Yeah. Not really expecting anything of it, but I've had people who, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm launching a new book or I'm starting a new side hustle, I need a website, Yeah, I thought of you. Maybe they're not a perfect fit, but the fact that they thought of me shows that there's 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 something there. So, um, and I don't think enough agencies do that, but. Yeah, well, let's, and also like, I think I think that that's a good answer. I, I'm curious to uh, like maybe make it a little bit more tangible too. Um, whatever you're doing right now, um, if you were to grow another 100% at Numa Media, uh, can you walk us through, um, like how, when you talk about like re referral sources or acquisition channels, if you had a pie chart and you broke down percentages of where those leads come from, right? And that is the amount of leads and the breakdown of those leads at a hundred percent larger than you currently are right now. Does the percentages change? Or do you just do exactly what you're doing and just do two X everything that you're currently doing to get to hundred percent growth? Yeah. So I think it's funny because we, I looked at that pie chart yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think that has, and really I've become obsessed with the sales data because yeah. data shows patterns and that that's what you have to look at. Um, but I think that it's more doing what works. So for us, right at NUMA, Referrals is, is probably makes up, I'd say, close to 25% of our new business. The other almost 50% is either inbound or outbound on social channels, mostly yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. But whether, again, inbound kind of speaks for itself. You get inbound opportunities through there. But the reason our outbound efforts on LinkedIn have been so successful is because we have large networks. And the only reason we have large networks is because we post content, we post yeah. value, people want to stay connected with us. So for us, whether we, you know, obviously all of us are posting content right now and referrals just comes with generating more clients and making them happy. Yeah. Um, but we realize that those two things make up about close to 75% of all of our clientele. So we, when we see that, it's kind of hard to be like, <laughs> Let's go try something else because yeah. that's clearly working. So it's just again, it's about scaling it. How can we? Yeah. How can we bring more people into the picture to become a part of the team to help get you know another body out there who has a network and unique connections and stuff like that? Um, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I think I think it's more of looking at the data, seeing what works, and once you can find patterns, yeah, you, you, you dump few on the front. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have you back on this again uh, in three months, and we're gonna we're gonna see how everything progresses. I, I'd love to get you back on here because uh, you got all the numbers figured out, and uh, I feel like that is exactly what people need to hear for this podcast. Uh, but I was gonna just end really quick with a lightning round. Um, so, how 
old are you? I'm 20. Holy shit, you're 20? I didn't know you were 20. Jesus. You got the you got the swagger of a 26-year-old, my man. I thought you were uh I thought you were went to college, went straight into business. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, that is uh like I I'm actually more just my businesses can fail. Yeah, and it doesn't matter to me because this is my college. No, that's that's fantastic. I was gonna say, I mean, I uh (laughs) I'm actually like I'm very impressed by the accomplishments for sure, but I honestly am just impressed by how you talk i was like what there's no way you're 20 years old that's uh that's crazy when i was 20 yeah i think i i wasn't doing well i was doing other i was doing something completely different when i was 20 years old um how long is both numa media and blank slate been around so numa actually just started um funny backstory because they were doing some free, basically numa is two freelancers combining to to be in one company Join they forces. really just started in the middle of 2020 um and blank slate has been around since late 2018 but like i mentioned completely different company before covid versus after covid um so like this version of blank slate the remote video editing model we have today is really about 15 months old so both Fantastic. somewhere in the, like 15 to 20 month range all right any book recommendations that you're reading Yes, the best sales book anybody can read is Gap Selling by Heenan. And I think I actually have Ooh. it right here. This is, this is oh, the best sales book you'll ever need. I'm, I'm in the middle of rereading it right now because I think this is a book I'm going to read what, once a year as long as I'm mostly doing sales because the information in here is so valuable. I should say, if you like that, read Sales Management Simplified. That's my Bible, Sales Management Simplified. Uh, read that book. It's really good. Um, what is the end goal of Numa Media and Blank Slate? I guess for each. Yeah, I think they both have a similar goal um, is to is to make successful exits. Um, like we mm. obviously want to help our clients, but for some, for all of us, right? We're all pretty young guys. I think our average age of the team in Numa is like twenty two or twenty three. Mm-hmm. So this is really like that initial stepping stone. Um, yeah, and, and obviously we love like we love websites and, and digital marketing. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. Um, but this is something that we all kind of realize is like one of our first ventures and to go on to bigger and better things, especially like I, I like VC and like tech startups and stuff like that. How do I get in a position to invest in some of those companies? Well, you have to build something on your own and then exit it and have that kind of capital to yeah. be able to make a bigger impact. We're all yeah. about impact. And the only way, in my opinion, you can do that, you got to have the money. So you got to make the money love first it. then make the impact. I love it. Last question. If you had to put a multiple of revenue on or just any multiple, either on revenue or profit on both agencies, how would you value the companies today? Is it, do you think it's 1x revenue, 1x or 4x profit? Like both, again, I don't need the revenue number. I just want to know how you value it, would you say? If someone came to you and said, I'll buy your companies today, what would, you, how, what would your multiple be on both that you need to do? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think for, for Numa, because we are simply a digital marketing agency, there's nothing really too unique or special about that. Um, I think it's kind of like a, a two to four X multiple on our ARR for, for evaluation. Um, maybe that's a little bit high as well, but kind of like that one to three, not a ton there, but with blank slate, we don't have a very high valuation right now at all. We're definitely not to seven figures yet, but we are trying to build it out almost of like a bar stool approach and mm-hmm. media companies are valued much, much, much higher than regular agencies. Mm-hmm. So again, when I talk about content, like how can we kind of spin it off into something greater than like our ser- main services, video editing, 
but how can we build it off into something greater than that? How can we build a network of engagement of, of again, kind of like bar stool approach? Yeah. The reason they spoke for so much is because they were omnipresent everywhere and they had a ton of channels, a ton of different things that were like under the bar stool umbrella. Yeah. And that's what gave them that like 20 to 30 X multiple or whatever crazy multiple they ended up selling at. So we're trying Love to take it. that approach for Blank Slate. Love it. Well, we'll have you on the podcast in a few months. Uh, you can check back in on everything, but Nate Soror, 20 years old, surprised me. I actually never asked you his aid before. So uh, that's surprising. Uh, you know, killing it with both companies, Blank Slate, Numa Media. Uh, Numa Media, it looks like it's doing over probably seven figures a year uh, in a very short period of time. Uh, two 20 year olds uh, killing it. So We'll have them back on. Uh, Nate, where can people find both? Just go to the website or should they email you at a, you know both email addresses or just go to the websites? Yeah, so definitely check out numallc.co. That's P-N-E-U-M-A.co, P-N-E-U-M-A.co. Um, but otherwise, if you want to connect with me or just find out more info about Numa or Blank Slate, um, feel free to go to my LinkedIn. Um, it's just Nate Schroer or look me up on Instagram as well. My username there is NateXSchroer. Um, and for my last name, it's S-R-O-O-R. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll, uh, we'll set something up. Perfect. All right. Thank you, man.